Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday and this is the 13th week after Pentecost. This week we are reading all of the Bible readings assigned for the coming week. And our theme for this week is Jesus' disciples trust Jesus to lead them home again. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Luke chapter 15, beginning this morning at verse 1. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling, saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. So I wonder, what was it about Jesus' message that compelled the tax collectors and sinners to come near and listen to him? What was it about what Jesus said, or how Jesus said it, or the combination of all of those things that that made a tax collector or, or someone who would be known as a sinner want to come and listen to him? Was it perhaps the openness that we can find in his storytelling, an openness that invites us into God's kingdom, with a word that both convicts us of our sin, but refuses us, he refuses to leave us trapped or caught in it, sets us free, gives forgiveness and peace? This week's gospel reading is an example, an excellent example of that kind of openness. We, we hear here at the very beginning that the Pharisees and scribes are offended by how Jesus welcomes sinners and even eats with them. 
This is a scandal to the scribes and the Pharisees because they believe passionately that keeping God's commandments uh, involve a purity of heart and mind that would would force them, compel them to, to move sinners, and especially tax collectors, outside of the community. It's a way of keeping those boundaries of the community so that, that with this purity of heart and mind and the observation of God's law, God's forgiveness might come and God's restoration of the kingdom might also be theirs. They believe this passionately. They teach others to follow along the same path for the sake of forgiveness in God's kingdom. Jesus, however, is preaching and teaching something quite different. It is a teaching that the kingdom of God has come near them already in Jesus. And through Jesus, God's people will receive the forgiveness of sins, the peace with God that they seek. That God has already, by God's grace and faithfulness to God's love for God's people, started the work of the restoration of the kingdom under Messiah's rule. In Jesus, then, God is making an appeal and a new covenant, a covenant that is written on our hearts and sealed with the coming of the Holy Spirit, just as God had promised long ago through the prophets. And yet, even here, Jesus does not directly confront the Pharisees or tell them directly that their view, their way is based on some mistaken assumptions about God and God's kingdom. Instead, Jesus invites them into God's kingdom and into a deeper understanding of God's mission in the world by telling them a story about a lost sheep and a shepherd who goes out to find that sheep and the rejoicing of that shepherd when the sheep is found and the celebration the shepherd throws when the sheep is finally restored to the flock. Jesus will go on and tell another story about a lost coin. We'll talk about that story tomorrow. And then he'll tell another story, this time about a lost son, a prodigal son, and a steadfastly faithful and loving father. And the celebration that breaks out when the father receives back the son and the son is restored to the family. By the end of that story, Jesus has led the Pharisees, to the very edge of the door through which the celebration of God's coming kingdom is taking place. And he asks them, will you come in with me? Will you rejoice with us in what God is doing? Which, by the way, happens to be the very thing that you've been working so hard to see and to receive. Maybe it is that kind of open invitation, not the open acceptance of sin, but the loving welcome and openness for sinners to find forgiveness that is attracting the tax collectors and the sinners. After all, what is it that all of us need more than to know that God is steadfast, loving, and faithful, that the door has been kicked open for us to come in and that forgiveness and peace is ours, open and ours, in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You've come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, 
to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ Jesus, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of rest relationships with others, for forgiveness, for reconciliation, for restoration. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for people in communities racked by violence, for all who work to bring healing, for all who work to comfort those who mourn, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else, for what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Give good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.